You're listening to the Driving Confidence Podcast for drivers who want to be calm and confident on the road. We will be sharing tips, stories and advice to beat driving nerves and anxiety and build your driving confidence. Whether you are just starting out as a learner or have had your driving license for years, if you want to transform how you feel about driving, this podcast is for you. During the season break, we've pulled out a bonus short from one of our early episodes. This one is from episode 17, Tailgating, Overtaking and Intimidation with Matt Adams. So that leads us on to the types of abuse that people were reporting. There were three really high types of abuse that stood out here, which were tailgating, overtaking and then beeping the car horn. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if I, if I could start off on this one, Dan, because the tailgating is, from somebody who's worked in insurance for 20 years, tailgating is one of my biggest pet peeves. I, I cannot stand it. You cannot phase through another car. You, you have to wait behind. You can't go through. So if you are up late, that's your own fault. Get up earlier. You know, if you need to leave to go somewhere and you haven't done it in time, get up earlier. If you thought somebody was going to get, take five minutes to get to and it takes 10, that's on you. Don't put that on the person in front of you. And the most common accident in the UK is going into the back of someone. And it has been since I started in insurance in 2003. And it's just, it blows my mind how people think they've got the reactions of Spider-Man and they can just stop on a dime. No, you can't. You are a human being and physics is a thing. So please just give more space between you and the person in front of you. Whether they're a learner driver or not, just just give them more space because however close you think you can get, you can't. And there are hundreds of thousands of people who've had to go through a plane because of it. But that's my just my two pence, yeah. See, I, see I, I love that because I get it all the time now where people are using highway code figures and they're saying that this is old. The highway code for these stopping distances is so old-fashioned. So, But I've got a new car. And my brakes are really good, and I've got a, <laughs> I've got a light car now. My car's not as heavy, so I can stop quicker. No, I wish everybody could have seen Matt's face then, because he, <laughs> it, it was a picture. It really was. Um, on, on to that, I say, you know, as far as I'm aware, physics hasn't changed since the sixties. It still works the same way. You still have to just bring your car to a stop. And you know what? If your car can stop in thirty-one meters instead of thirty-three. That's excellent. Are you out there with the tape measure? <laughs> no, you're not. So, like I say, I mean, maybe it's just my perspective from like working claims for as long as I did. But if any number of those hundreds of thousands of people just give them a little bit extra space, just left an extra half a second, which is something we say to the guys when they're looking at brake distances with the boxes. Give yourself when you you know that point when you start feeling comfortable when you're going to go right. I'm going to brake here because this is where I feel comfortable braking, and I know that. Just give yourself a half a second and think about how far your car travels in that half a second because now you've got that much more space Mm. Uh, and you can bring it to a much slower, much gentler stop and therefore you're not putting as much force. But yeah, it's just these little things that people, and I think it brings us back around to what you're saying, to be in, people take it for granted and it's not out there. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I've had every, I'm going to call it a reason as opposed to an excuse, but every reason under the sun as to why they can break in different scenarios. So. Okay, we'll see you in a month when you have an accident. <laughs> it's that simple. 
Yeah. Me personally, I don't get it because it's just like things happen so quicker now because we're driving slightly quicker, potentially. But there's also a lot more distractions about. Absolutely. Matt's Absolutely. face has gone again, by the way. No. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't agree more. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is just my face. I don't know anything very well. <laughs> but this is, this is what I'm saying to people. Yes, the card won't do this. But we've still got to stop. And yet, you're quite right, you might stop two metres shorter than what you're thinking. And, but there's so many more distractions in the car that you might not actually see what's happening in front of you because you're distracted. And I think that's got a lot to do with tailgating as well. People just don't realise how close they're getting. Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, the other side of things sort of adding on to that is, well, while you're being tailgated, what what are you doing? You're looking in your rearview mirror at the person who's tailgating you because you're worried about how close they're getting. What you're not seeing is how close you're getting to the car in front of you. And again, it's just one of those things that it, it just doesn't help the scenario and you're not getting there any quicker. And so, like I say, tailgating... I don't understand the logic behind it. Are they trying to force them out of the way in a one-lane road? Like, I mean, where do you want them to go? And they can't go up. Um, it's a very, very confusing situation to me. But again, it's something where, um, I mean, I've as somebody who's been driving for a good amount of time now, if I do see someone tailgating a learner car, I, I look to sort of indicate and get in between them so I can then slow down and just slow the other person down and get them out of the way. But I'm super conscious of this sort of thing working with marmalades, having, especially recently having this petition that I'm like, well, no, well, I'm not going to allow that. But, you know, all it takes is some burly guy to get out of his car and I might reconsider my position. But, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you're yeah, safe in your car. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely safe in my car. Lock the doors and hide and call the authorities. <laughs> so, Kev, what advice would you give to somebody who's experiencing tailgating? What should people do? Well, what I like to do, and I think we've mentioned this on a previous uh, podcast, but drive in a bubble. And basically what I mean is you're driving in a bubble. So if you imagine you've got a bubble in front of you, which is a nice, safe distance that you feel comfortable with, you've got the same amount of bubble behind you. So this bubble is a nice safety bubble and it's all fantastic. So if you are being tailgated, someone's actually come into that bubble and is pushing that bubble towards you. But what happens is that bubble now goes in front of you. So if you've got say for instance and just make this simple but if you've got three car lengths behind you and three car lengths in front of you and you're quite happy at that you know everyone's yeah so if someone comes up behind you and they go into that bubble so you've only got two car lengths behind you what's happened is the other car length is now in front of you so you and the car in front have now got four car lengths so you're right. still keeping that safety bubble it's still the same distance but what's happened is you've now increased the distance between you and the car in front. And what enables that to happen is like what Matt did, where he goes in between and he slows down and he increases that gap. You've actually increased the gap between you and the car in front. So if something happens, you don't have to slam the brakes on. You can yeah. control what you're doing and also control the car behind you earlier. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm enjoying this. I'm learning so much. <laughs> but it's, I mean, obviously, the faster you go, the, the more car lengths, the bigger the bubble is. Yeah. But if you have that thought or that picture that you can create in your mind, it's like, well, he's 
push that bubble forward, I now need to create space in front of me. And now I've got this safety gap that's pretty good. But it also, if the car, and I know this, you know, one of the other things there was people overtaking. Well, if that person behind you is going, do you know what? I can't stand this no more. You're just, he overtakes. What you've also done is allowed him space to get in. So you've now created him space to get in where you can then go back to what you was doing, create your own safety bubble again, and he's in front of you and probably doing it to the car in front of him again. More than likely. (laughs) (laughs) But what you've done is you're just, you can control those situations, but it takes a lot of thought, takes a lot of thinking about how you can do it, what you can do. And obviously some situations you, you can't really do that, but hopefully you can control the situation for yourself more than letting the others control what they want you to do. Yeah, I mean, and what you're really doing there is you're being the adult in the situation, aren't you? I'm just going to jump in here to let you know about our Drive Calm journal. We've created a 12-week prompt journal to support our listeners to take action and improve driving confidence. The journal includes questions, prompts and exercises to create an action plan and an opportunity for reflection afterwards. Search Drive Calm on Amazon to take a look. We hope it helps. Thank you for listening. Find out about the different ways that you can work with us on our website, www.confidentdrivers.co.uk and begin to transform the way you feel about driving.